you in some way uh, visiting the gospel or something this morning in the sense of, I want to honor you to say, listen, the Holy Spirit is here. You guys are building so well for the Lord in here. The experience we had, the encounter we had this morning with the Holy Spirit was real. And uh, it's, it's because of how good you guys are building and your team with you and everyone, one of you, that is willing to submit and say, listen, you're going to do whatever they ask of us this morning. We're going to submit to that. And, and that's really so beautiful. It was such a beautiful moment. I don't know about you guys, but I just had such a beautiful encounter with the Holy Spirit just now. And uh, yeah. We love him, man. I get the feeling that I'm going to go here for a and it's not because uh, I want to string your emotionals and that stuff, that type of stuff. In fact, it is the opposite that I want to do this morning, because this morning we're going to talk about love. And uh, when we talk about love, I think the, the, the most obvious reason we usually do is we get a bit emotional. Uh, Sean asked me now, do you want uh, young people just to come in the background while you preach? Immediately, I thought, no, this is not the way that the Lord wants to do it this morning because He doesn't want to use, you know, step into our emotional side of things because often emotions takes us to places where He cannot carry us on the Monday or the Tuesday. Sure, it's good. And I feel that the, to, this morning the Lord wants to appeal into something else. He wants to give us a fresh revelation of His love this morning that will be able to carry us way further than just this week. Come on. And so as I prepared this today, I, I checked in with Sean. I said, Sean, what do you feel? Man? And he sent me a message. And he said, I feel, you know, just to point the arrow towards Jesus. And also, you know, point the arrow towards first love. And as he said that, immediately the scripture came to my mind, which, which is in Revelations, which is actually, I, I was looking at you guys this morning, and, and for a moment there, I, and he was setting me up for, you know, this fresh word. And I was looking at it and I said, Lord, how can I keep off with Revelations 2 verse 4 this morning by saying, I've got this against you, you know? And it was almost as if I'm saying, Lord, no, we can't start off this way. It's going to set the trend almost. We're going to set the tone that I, I really believe is not in the heart of the Lord this morning. So although we're going to skip off with this scripture, I want you to just stick with me a little bit. And, and the only kind of just confirm, this is one of the preachers, normally me and Yoni are checking about all the preachers during the week, and I'm checking with her, but this week we didn't have one conversation about the preach. So when she brought the word this morning about God wanting to speak into our hearts, it was just such a confirmation that I just knew this, this morning that God wants to speak into our hearts, and not so much our emotions, but He wants to speak into our spirits this morning, and that's what I'm really trusting Him for. So we're going to read Revelations 2 verse 4, and we're going to keep off there. He says, Yet I hold this against you, that you have forsaken the love you had at first. And if you look at the scripture, it's very much pointed towards us. It's the love that you had at first. It's very much dependent on us, because traditionally, all the preachers that I heard, all the guys that, 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 that hold on the scripture, used to say, listen, it's, it, you should pull up your socks almost, you know? And very much so, and I think it's, it's, it's I, I don't want to take away that. I don't want to, you know, pull away from that and say, that what you have heard, that's blasphemy, it's not what the Lord intended with the scripture. It's entirely true, there is this part where God looks at us, and sometimes <clears throat> He wants to point back almost, and just say, listen, do you remember where you were with me? Do 
you remember that first love, that first excitement that you had. And I want you to regain that. I want you to look back at that and almost like, almost not for long, you know, you, 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 you're for long Paul said to Timothy, he said, I want you to fan the flame of the gift that, that God put in you. So there is that part where God says, I want you to fan the flame. I want you to kind of, you know, spiritually pull up your socks and come on, run for me again. But this morning, I do feel that God wants to add an extra layer on that. So I don't want to take away that foundation. I feel I want to just come in through a different angle. And I almost felt, almost felt that God just wants to use a bit of a different tone this morning. Because that scripture often you feel like God is showing us, He's pointing towards us and saying, listen, you have no matter what. But this time I feel it's almost like God wants to walk towards us and stretch out His hand. Yes. And just say, I want to take you somewhere this morning. Yes. I just want to lead you somewhere different this morning. And that's really what I felt is that the, the posture that the Lord is. And it's important for us that the, the Lord is not rebuking us, that we don't find it as a rebuke. And we don't see it as a rebuke. But the Lord is inviting us and stretching out His hand of love. That we respond in that way as well. And that's very important when we do this this morning. So I do feel that the Lord wants to talk to our hearts. And I was actually quite miffed with the Lord this week because he clearly spoke to Sean and said, Let Willem come. Because this is actually something that a guy like Mervis is a lot better. <laughs> Mervis will be here in front with the guitar and he will sing over guys and just talk about the love of the Lord for us. So I was looking at the Lord and said, Lord, why do you want to use me? Uh, but I do believe there's something that I'm so trusting the Lord that will carry from what He deposited in my heart this week. I spent a lot of time this week just in tears in front of the Lord. When I just realized again, and, and, and this what we're talking about this morning might not be fresh bread. It might not be new bread. It might be bread that you've seen before. But I do believe the Lord wants to reignite. And that's why He uses revelation, first love. He wants to send us back to a place where we experience something of Him. And that's where what, what I feel His heart is this morning. Amen. So, the first scripture that we're going to use is, is Ephesians 3, verse 17. And it's Paul that's writing to the Ephesians. He says the following. I'm not sure if it's the same translation, but I'm going to read from what I have, and you guys can have the best of both worlds in that. <laughs> He says, then Christ will make his home in your hearts. The day that you got saved, there. Then Christ will make his, heart, uh, his home in your hearts. And you trust in him. Yeah. Such a big key for this morning. Is that the same one? It says, your hearts are through faith. Okay. It says a little bit. It says here, as you trust in him. And then it says, then your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to under the power comes from the Holy Spirit. It's not in our power. It's in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit that is now in us after we got saved. The power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide and how long and how high and how deep His love is. May you experience. That's also an important one because, and that's something sometimes where we get stuck when we talk about the love of God. Is the experience of His love. It's at times of worship when we get together, when we meet together. Then we, 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 we encounter Him, then we experience Him. But when we look at Revelations 2, and we said, you, you lost your first love, 
immediately our eyes only go to the experience we had with God, the excitement we had for Him, the passion that we had for Him, the zeal that we had for Him. And this morning I want to come and remind us that there's a lot more layers to God's love that we experienced at first than just the experience and the encounter and the passion and the excitement we had with Him. Are you guys with me? It's good. So when you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand, it's too great. And it says that then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes with God. There's many, and that's where we're in the scripture, there's many layers to God's love. And sometimes we only focus in our life and in our daily life and in our busyness. We sometimes only focus on certain aspects and certain layers. And when we read a scripture like Revelations 2, we immediately go back to that one place, which is maybe most of the time our experience with Him. And then we, we look at Hollywood and movies and the, 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 the love stories, and they say, you know, love at first sight, you know. And we, we've got the couple that's badly in love, and then they lose each, the love for each other. And then the guy comes with roses or he sings outside of, you know, to regain her love. And so we, we, we get this picture that that is what love is. It's the feeling. It's how I feel at that time. It's, it's what I'm experiencing. It's the experience of Him. And then we, we go through a season perhaps where maybe the conversation has died down a little bit between us and Him. For some reason. Different. Because often our love with Him becomes a bit complex, doesn't it? Because life becomes complex. Yeah. It becomes complicated. And in those times of complicated, we feel that we lost our love for Him. And this morning I want to take you to a different layer of exactly that. Andrew told us the story the other day of, you know that song that goes, The Heart of Worship. And Red, Red, Matt, Matt Redman uh, wrote that song. And Andrew told us about the, the roots where it or, originated from and it went to a time where their congregation in America or in England, like England, uh, where in their congregation they had a time where there was, a, there was really nothing in the worship, kind of just, there was no life in it. And that pastor, very daringly so, one morning, one Sunday morning, he took away all of the sound equipment and everything, the mics and the, the lights and everything that they had. And he just had nothing there. And he said that they started off with complete silence at first. And this very odd guy that started singing a hymn, you know, the old quirky, as we say in Afrikaans. And, and they started off like that. And then some guys joined in and it was so awkward initially. And he did that for, uh, I don't know how long, but he did that for a few weeks, I documentary. And at some point, at some point, the congregation, something happened in the congregation. And they started relying again on the Holy Spirit to take them through the worship, to connect them to God. And they didn't have the music and the microphones and the words, perhaps, to lead them towards a place of encountering Him. Sure. And that's often what happens with us as well. We rely oftentimes on our experience of Him and where we are with Him at that time. And if I had a coffee with Sean and if he encouraged me in that week, if God is speaking to me through the word or not, I, I rely on these things to have a knowing that I'm, I love God and God loves me. And sometimes our first love is based solely on that. 
wants to take us and he wants to strip it down a little bit. And that's where the, the old but the new bread comes in this morning. I feel that he wants to take us back a little bit. Just a tad. Because it, sometimes it looks different for each one of us. We see just now that Hollywood shows us it was love at first sight. You know, that when the boy meets the girl, that thing. And so often it looks at love at first sight and, and, and they just love each other. But I don't know about you guys, but my story looks different. I came to the Lord not with love at first sight. I came to Him out of conviction. I knew I had sin in my life. I knew I, 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 knew I needed Him in my life. I knew I was going to hell. And I came to Him purely out of conviction of who I am and who He is. But at that stage there was no love. I can't say that I loved him at that stage. There was conviction, but there was very little love. And then I started journeying with him. And I faced certain challenges with him and certain things in the life that I faced with him. And as I faced these challenges, I started to see his character. I started to see who he really is. And I see, I saw God like, so kind to me. You know, times where he couldn't, where he didn't have, have to help me out of the nutty, he helped me. Times where, he, where I faced a challenge, he came and he, and, he, and he picked me up from there. Times where I sinned for the fourth or the fifth or the sixth time. I came to him and I said, Jesus, I'm so sorry. And immediately I felt freedom as his forgiveness came over me. And as I started to really get to know him, that's where the love started growing. So when the scripture like Revelations 2 says, I want you to regain your first love, I realized that that was a journey in the first love. The first love was not love at first sight as it is so often. So sometimes the scripture like Revelation almost leaves you in a place of where do I go to? Where is my first love that I need to go to? And I think it is so important for us to realize that it's not always when we had the first experience of love and it's not always that place. It's not always where I first experienced Him, or when I first showed Him love. But the place that the Lord wants to take us back this morning is when He first showed us wow. His love. That's, and that's where I feel the Lord wants us to take us back to this morning. So the first thing that we're going to look at, and I'm just going to look at three steps, basically. And I'm going to do that as quickly as possible, but I'm also aware of time. My wife is sitting here in front, so when I hit 40 minutes, she's going <laughs> to ring a little bell. 40, 30 minutes, good. <laughs> 30, no, come on, show me, show me, sure. The Bible teaches us that God created you and me. And in Genesis, there's the story where He created Adam and Eve. But you know, that same story where He created Adam and Eve, Psalm tells us that the same way that He created Adam and Eve, the same way that He created you and me, because Psalm David says that oh God wove you and me together in my, mom, my mom's womb. So every aspect of you, every part of you, He created you. Sometimes there's a, there's a part of you that you don't dislike a little bit, maybe a nose, maybe an ear, or something of you that you look at yourself, your personality, or like a book that, that you have, you look at yourself, and, and sometimes there's this, there's this dissatisfaction, but you know what? God created you. That's good, Willem. God created your personality exactly the way that you should be. You know something that distinguishes us from the rest of creation? God looked at creation in Genesis and said, it is good. But when He made you and me, you know what He said? It's very good. 
That's awesome. It's so beautiful, that first love. That first love that he had for you and me when he looked at us, he said, very good. And that very good, you know what that means? It says he's precious. It says he's beautiful. That's so amazing. If it really hits your heart, when you really realize that the creator of everything that we see around us looked at you, and he said, you, precious to me. Yeah. That's first love. That's first love, and as we're going to return to something this morning, I want us to return not to my first love that I had for him, but that first love that he had for me when he made me in my mom's womb. Wow. That's first love. Second aspect, Isaiah 43 tells us this, Everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, who I formed and made. Do you know that we were made for God's glory? Come on. That's so amazing. He chose you and me out of all of creation. He chose you and me to reflect His glory to the rest of creation. How special is that? How amazing is that? That we were chosen out of all creation to resemble something. Because you know what? What differentiates you and me from the rest of creation that we were made in His image. A tree is not made in the image of God. The sea that is so beautiful outside is not made of the image. It reflects something of God. It reflects something of, of His nature, of His creativeness. But only us were made in the image of God. And I don't want to take it down to human terms now with this next illustration. I know we have to be careful when we almost sometimes humanize something of the Lord. That's not my heart when I use this example. But I do feel that the picture of that is maybe going to land something in our hearts. When Leona was pregnant, I remember with both my kids, I used to wonder, what are they going to have of me? <laughs> is it going to be my eyes? Is it going to be my nose? Is it going to be something of me that resembles in them? And then they got got birth or born born. And then I looked at him and he just used to look he used to look for something of himself. <laughs> That's good, eh? And the beautiful thing is, is when other people come and like Kevin comes and says, Well be Man, my heart just swelled with pride. And I think there's something of the Lord's heart that looks at us. And that's before Jesus can come and make us beautiful. You know, and he looks at us and he sees us and he sees something of what he wants to make of us. When we accept his son into our life, when the Holy Spirit can come into our life and make us new, then he wants to come to us and say, I want to see something of myself reflecting you. That's his heart. That's first love. There's something of my heart this morning that wants to say, let us return back to that this morning. Sure. Not the first time that I experienced him. But that first time when he looked at me and he said, oh, I want to deposit my son into you. Sure. I want to put my Holy Spirit into you. And when I do that, I want to make something beautiful of you. Mm-hmm. That when I look at you, I don't see your sin. I don't see your fault. I don't see your, your sinful nature. But I see my son in you. Amen. And that I can be beautiful to him. Sure. It's good, brother. It's very good. That's first love. And 
and that's the sad part of it. What happened is this, the snake came. That was a snake. <laughs> he came to Adam and Eve and he brought corruption in their hearts. He brought deceit over Adam and Eve. And he worked with something that was actually already there. Rebellion was already there. That sinful nature was already there. And the enemy knew exactly how to come and harness that and hijack that for himself. And the minute that Adam and Eve I don't want to even say when they ate of the apple because that's not where the sin came in. The sin came in when they thought they could be something other than outside of what God had paid for them. That's when sin came in. And when they did the act and when they fell in sin, sin came and it corrupted something of that first love. It corrupted something of that plan that God had for you and for me. That beautiful picture that he had for us, that first love that he had for us, it came to corrupt that. And since that day, actually before that day, because God knew it was going to happen, but God had a plan since day one, before he made us, he had a plan, and he knew it was going to happen. And he said, listen, they are so precious to me that I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to have something that I know that will be able to restore them to what my plans was. Because you know, sometimes I'm thinking, just my earthly thoughts, my, my villain thoughts, wouldn't it have been easy for the Lord at that point to just press the reset button? To just wipe yeah. us and say, listen, you're going to get From here to here. He's called. He could have done it again. Huh? He could have, and, and there was this, there was this, this brief moment with the big flood, where there was probably, and I'm, I'm, again, I don't want to humanize God. He's, uh, one day we'll know, but in my own little, small little human mind, there was this, maybe the ark wasn't God's first choice. Maybe there was a part of the Lord that actually said, listen, I'm just going to flood this thing. But then something of first love, not your first love, his first love came. He said, no. I'm willing. I'm choosing. It wasn't my choice. Often when I come to Jesus and I give my life to Him, I make it as my choice to give my life to Him. And I put almost my choice on the pedestal and on the throne. Sure. It was actually His choice to give me that plan of restoration. That's, that's good. And so there was a time in my own again, in my own little mind, I don't know how it went down, but in my little mind there was a time when God was sitting on the throne and Adam and Eve was walking around and just covered the basic parts. And there was this point where God went back to the, to, 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 um, uh, yeah, I'll skip this one. It's actually important. I'm going to backtrack a little bit. No, I'm not yeah, I'm going to go. There was, there was a separation that happened, and I, and I think it's so important for us to realize that. Because when we talk about first love, there was a connection between us and God in the, in the Garden of Eden. That sin came and intruded into that relationship. It was a special connection. It was a connection that God had with Adam that he didn't have with the rest of creation in, in that sense. And there was a piece of scripture in Genesis where it says just after the fall, where God came into the, 
in the Garden of Eden. And he called out and he said, Adam, where are you? Now I'm not thinking for a moment that the all-knowing God that is omnipotent and is everywhere all at the same time did not know where Adam where it was at that time physically. God knew exactly where he was. But I think it was something of the heart of God that cried out in that time when he felt that separation that happened between him and his creation, him and that special creation of him that he made in his image. And when sin came and brought that separation, God cried out and said, where are you? I don't feel you as close anymore. I don't feel you as part of me in some way anymore. And that is something that God said. And that is how I feel what I do feel in my own heart. Why we are so precious to Him. And why He just didn't reset, you know, at that point. And why He chose to make a plan. And then He came to Jesus and He said to Jesus, I've got a plan. But my son, I need you. I need you to go to them. I need you to become a man just like them. And I need you to go to a cross. And I know it's not going to be an easy path. Just the separation of you leaving your godly body, your godly form, and becoming a man. Going into sin and going into a, a, a place that is filled with sin. Just, just in that. Not even the, 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 the dying on the cross and the, and the suffering that he had to go through. Just in that. Already. The, the, the sacrifice that Jesus came and said, I need you to go and sacrifice your life because that is the only way. And Jesus came. And there was a point where even Jesus said to the Lord, Lord, if there's any other way, if there's any other way, but not my will, but yours. And he went through with it and he gave his life for you and for me. And in that moment, the Bible tells us there was no greater love that this world has ever seen than Jesus that laid down His life for you and for me. Sure. If you talk about first love, that's first love. Mm. When Jesus came and He wanted to come in between us and sin that was causing the separation between us and the Creator that created us. And He said, I will. I will bridge the gap that sin made. I will come and stand in the gap because we can't do that. We can't actually in ourselves, and I want to go back to Ephesians, we can't actually in ourselves bridge that gap between us and God through first love, through experience, through trying to rekindle something in our hearts that we maybe have lost through circumstances and through challenges in this life. It's His love that He deposits in us that is basically our first love. He is our first love. He's our source of first love. It's nothing that comes from me. So when Revelation actually talks about our first love, it's not sending us to our first experience of Him, but it's sending us back to that first time when we got a revelation of the first love of Jesus Christ and of God the Father for you and me. Yeah. And He encourages us this morning to go back to that first love. Amen. It's good. Ephesians says this, Then Christ will make His home in your hearts. It's amazing, man. It's amazing when we get this opportunity to come to the Lord. And I feel this is what the Lord wants to do this morning. There's something of us that will probably 
like that scripture says, it surpasses knowledge. We will probably never understand and really grasp the love Jesus has for us. Because it's too far and it's too wide. And sometimes we want to cry and understand it in our circumstances. And you want your circumstances to make sense. And you want your circumstances to reflect His love. And I'm telling you, don't let your circumstances reflect the love of Christ. You must go look for it at the cross, not in your circumstances. Oh, that's good, Willem. That's very good. Because your circumstances is going to make it complicated. Your circumstances is going to make it difficult and challenging at times. But go and look at your first love, at the cross. And this morning I want to give... Can I, can I go on with, with, with asking for a response to this? Or Absolutely. Go for it. You're on it. I really feel this morning that there's three responses that the Lord wants to do. The first response is this. I saw a picture, and that's for all of us. But for all of us, it's going to look different this morning. Some of us might do it for the first time this morning. There might be for the first time that you need to come and submit something to the Lord. For us, some of us, it will be second or the third or the fourth time and there's something in the Holy Spirit convicting you this morning and saying I want you to just recommit, I want you to do it again this morning and then there's some of us this morning that is struggling that is struggling in the midst of a storm or a challenge and your challenge is so in front of you it is so confronting that you're struggling to go back to the place of your first love and I feel that we want to pray for you this morning as well. 